Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Locked on Spartans. It is Wednesday, January 15th, 2020. I am your host, Will Hunter, joined by my wonderful, wow, elegant, wow, amazing, oh my, just perfect in every sense of the word co-host, wow. Matt Sheehan. Wow. Matt, what's up? Not a lot. I, I, I'm recording with a legend right now. The the trivia god, <laughs> Will Hunter. I don't know how you don't introduce yourself as such, but uh, you know what? Not everyone's as humble as you, Will. So here we are. Last night, some friends and I went to bar trivia, and we happened to win. I am the least valuable member of the trivia team. You are to your trivia team as to what I am to my rec basketball team. Is, I'm not that, that bad. Okay. All right. No, okay. I answered a few questions tonight. Or last uh, night. I, I, I got two rebounds in a 24-point win uh, Monday night, so yeah, I do yeah. say so myself. So, yeah. And I've set two picks. Okay, so I set two off-ball picks that resulted in made three-pointers. I'm counting those as two assists. I think that's fair, right? Yeah. And in film, mm-hmm. the coach would be like, Sheehan, you get an assist too. Yeah. No, no. I, I know I do, coach. I know I do. <laughs> so, all right. Good. Just want to make so. sure we're all clear on that. Congrats. Um, I like to think a little bit more of myself than that. No, that's that's fair, and that's probably healthy too for, for mm-hmm. you. So yeah, no, that, that's yeah. good. If yeah, my self esteem would be just in the dumps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, as is mine <laughs> in real life. So yeah. <laughs> uh, on today's show, we're going to talk um, kind of Michigan State adjacent. We're going to be topical, Matt. We're going to talk about. The national championship game, this is the first time mm-hmm. we have spoken since that because we recorded before the game uh, on Monday night, and yes. it is now Tuesday night here. So we're going to talk about the game sort of as it relates to Michigan State. How can we re- look at this game and mm-hmm. compare it to Michigan State? Sure. Uh, and I think there's a number of ways we can talk a little bit about the obviousness of when you watch a game like that and all the similarities, cons- Will, is that what you're talking about? <laughs> all the striking similarities, the parallels, if if you will. Yes, yes that's exactly what I'm talking about. Good. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that. I think the most interesting thing and the most conversation worthy thing is it actually stems from a, a conversation Nick Saban had yes. pregame with the ESPN crew uh, because he was uh, involved a lot of the uh, the pregame coverage about at Orgeron, uh, and I want to talk about that uh, as well, and then we gotta, gotta talk about Odell Beckham Jr. just totally living the the life that we want to live in terms yeah. of yeah. interacting with football players yeah. and recruits. He is a, a beacon, a beacon of ambassadorship uh, for, for the program. It was absolutely perfect. Who, uh, we, we, you know what, we'll save it. We'll talk okay. about okay. it. Um <laughs> I have some thoughts. I know uh, you have some thoughts uh, as well. So that's the plan for today's show. Uh, Have a little bit of fun. Talk about some interesting, I don't know, angles, uh, uh, how we can swing this national championship game back towards uh, our Michigan State Spartans. So we'll do that. Uh, We're also still taking mailbag questions. We got a bunch of good ones so far. Yeah, definitely. Um, Email LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. You can tweet at me at Will underscore underscore Hunter, 1L2 underscores. You can tweet at Matt Sheehan underscore sports. DM us as well if it's a longer question or just, you know, go to the email for longer questions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Still accepting those. I think we got like seven, something like that. 
I think um, I got four sent to me on Twitter. So yeah, okay, no, we, yeah, we got so, a healthy number so far. Okay. The, the, they're all, they, ah, excuse me, I can't talk. They've all been good is what I'm trying to say. The uh, <laughs> complex sentence of they've all been good. They've is all been good. It's tough. It's so, tough. Yeah, to, it is. Talking is hard, especially when it is um, your job. Yes, yes. So. <laughs> which this technically is one of your jobs, which is weird. It is. Uh, still alarming. <laughs> still shocking. So, yeah. Um, so send those in for sure. And we will do that on tomorrow's episode. Wanted to give you guys a little bit more time uh, to send those questions our way. So let's jump right in. Um, I guess we can start kind of from the obvious point of just what it's like watching a team like LSU and Clemson as well. Um mm-hmm play offense mm-hmm. <laughs> after I, watching I, or just football i mean granted i mean msu's defense is a lot closer to fine. their defense than lsu and clemson's offense is to uh your michigan state spartans offense um it's like i i i know i'm a fan to a fault and like it's borderline sickness how much i root for this team, care about this team, and how much emotional energy I put into this team. And it really bled out again, once again, on Monday night when I'm watching this game. Like, this is a great game. This is awesome. I can't believe what I'm watching. These athletes are phenomenal. This is back and forth for most of the game. And I was like, well, this is only 80% of me. Huh, what's the other 20% thinking right now? Oh, just constantly comparing what this, these teams <laughs> yeah. would do to Michigan State or how far away Michigan State is or like just outright how shocking it is that well that that was a college football game we watched Monday night that that seemed like a triple a NFL game mm-hmm. they're technically playing the same sport that Michigan State and a lot of other programs are and I am blown away by it I it's... texted my friends that like LSU could if they really wanted to no exaggeration put a hundo spot on Michigan State I think <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think I, I, I don't think I'm that far off. I, I think if you just told the Tigers, the boys, go get a hundo, and Odell Beckham will be slapping you with thousands of dollars after the game if you reach it. I think they could do it. I mean, and forget about crossing the 50 yard line. I mean, if you're MSU's offense, that's just not going to happen. But we all know that. But it's it's just insane. It's a different stratosphere of of football they they play down there. So. And I couldn't help uh, but uh, just not constantly compare throughout the entire game. So yeah, it's it's really staggering, and this is something we'll we'll touch on a little bit in the next segment. If you watch LSU play at all last season, mm-hmm. uh, and really it's not even last season, like look back at all the Les Miles teams once uh, yeah. Saban's players kind of got out of there, mm-hmm. right? They they would oscillate between. 9, 10, 11 wins. Sometimes they dip a little bit below that. Yep. Um, but they were anemic, um, certainly talented, but even like a team with Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry on the same offense mm-hmm. couldn't really get it going. They had Zach Mettenberger, who, you know, was a fine college player, played a little yeah, bit of NFL played football. Played in the league for about six minutes, yeah. Yeah, and, and could absolutely have spearheaded an attack with, with those two guys and Alfred Blue, Alfred Blue as the running back mm-hmm. um, to an absolutely explosive, dynamic, incredible to watch college offense, and they were not that at all. Um, I so, have no memories of watching an LSU game coached by Les Miles that climbed over 17 <laughs> points for the Tigers. It's, it's, I have zero zero memories of, yes. of the sort. 
they would play their FCS opponent and win 24 to nothing. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Uh, as South Carolina even is winning games 52 to nothing against the, uh, whatever, the Citadel. Mm-hmm. LSU struggling to get over 20. Even with all that incredible oh, yeah. NFL bona fide, like, yeah, all world talent. Uh, Leonard Fournette, you can throw in there as well. Sure. So talent absolutely matters. And we talk about it with recruiting and all that. Like, you, mm-hmm. you got to have players. But you also got to put players in a spot where they can be successful. And for them to go a year removed, like Joe Burrow threw 16 touchdown passes last season. It's outrageous, yeah. Joe Joe Burrow threw 16 touchdown passes in the SEC championship game and the two college football playoff games. (laughs) I like to call that efficient, yes. (laughs) It is staggering what can be accomplished when you start working smart and combine mm. that with uh, certainly incredible talents. Oh. You know, Joe Burrow, though, was a, a fringe a seventh round p- prospect for the NFL sure. last year, and he's definitely improved. He, he is, could break all four of his limbs in the next three months and still go number <laughs> one overall. Like, that's how good he is. He, he He's a talented kid. Uh, it helps being that experience. He's been, you know, he's an older kid. He's been in college for five years. Uh, and has been a part of multiple, you know, Ohio State. Even if you're not playing, you're still in a professional-ish environment. Same with mm-hmm. LSU. And that certainly helps. But, like, the leap he made, give him credit for sure. But it's not, you know, that's the thing you're kind of parsing out. Like, how much is scheme? How much is different play calling? How much is his talent around him getting better? It's certainly a combination of all that. But, and this is where it relates back to Michigan State, the, the just embracing the future embracing someone who is like, Hey, this guy's this Joe Brady guy, kind of really smart, kind of a genius, uh, football play designer. We don't know anything about him. He's only been, you know, here, there a few years, kind of young. Mm-hmm. Um, let's turn over our passing game to him. Oh crap. We just won every single game. We have the greatest offense anyone's seen and he won the Broyles award and now he's in the NFL. <laughs> like yep. it's just, yeah. Um, and that's the thing that that certainly sticks out is just looking at LSU. The talent is incredible. Same with Clemson. The talent's incredible. But the difference that one year can make when you do things that make sense, embrace the future, embrace the way college football has been played the last handful of years. Yeah. It's like it's like watching football in a different decade. I mean, for for an LSU fan, I'm sure watching an MSU game uh, looks like that you're taking 15 years, uh, <laughs> a, a trip 15 years into the past. And as a diehard MSU fan, I felt like I was watching football from 2033. It was uh, disheartening. Yeah, no, that's that's the only word I can come up with. Disheartening. But, <laughs> it's, <yeah. laughs> it's tough, but like honestly, I was just enjoying the high level of it. I was like, good God. Like the athletes, like just at a raw level are absolutely insane. Like there mm-hmm. are some times where it's like, Oh, that ball's overthrown because I've seen some overthrows this year from uh, some college quarterbacks and nope. Oh no, that was just right in stride because your receiver runs like a three, two forty, and the play call was incredible. And Joe Burrow's putting everything in a friggin' shoebox, and he never makes bad decisions and he's great with his legs. It's like, what, what doesn't this team do? incredible so yeah um and just we'll talk more about ed orgeron um thrilled for that dude like oh, he just seems like the best guy and, and like stories are pouring out now of like little things he did here and there visiting a school visiting a whatever 
Those uh, are the best, aren't they? Like the little yeah. stories that come out. Yeah. Yeah. Someone, uh, a small time school in California high school coach sent out a story or a tweet thread about how when he was a coach, Orgeron called him and he's like, so yeah, you know what, coach, you don't have to come here. We don't have division one talent. You know, I know you're busy, yada, yada, yada. He's like, well, mm-hmm. you know, you don't, Orgeron said, you don't now, but you might in the future. And he's like, yeah, you know, we're just not that kind of school. And thanks. We really appreciate it. Love USC, yada, yada. He's like, okay. Hung up. 15 minutes later, Orgeron was at the school Love it. <laughs> to come Love talk it. football with this small-time coach and just super excited to be there. And then um, one of the kids on the team or their statistician or something like that was like a diehard USC fan. And, and Orgeron made time to talk to that kid. They called him down to the office and, and got to meet him. So like just stuff yeah. like that. It's That's really, cool. really awesome to hear stuff like that. Um, and he speaks French, uh, which is awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah learned French because uh, he's... Cajun. Um, Very Cajun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's pause right here. We'll continue with Orgeron and this big idea that I think we can relate really strongly back to MSU um, and just changing with the time. So we'll do that here in just a minute. Okay, so did you see any of Nick Saban uh, working with ESPN before the game, or did you see the clip that I'm going to be referencing? Only the clip that you're referencing is the only thing that I saw, and I feel like that's all I had to see, really, because that's what hit (laughs) home the hardest, and nothing he said was going to hit home any harder, so yeah. Yeah, it was... He might as well have been saying, Mark D'Antonio, this is to you. (laughs) Locking eyes with the camera. Um, Dear Lansing, turn the volume up right now as he's staring into the soul of everyone. (laughs) And it is very, very important to note that Nick Saban and Mark D'Antonio are very close. Um, Saban gave him his first kind of, not, I guess he was at Kansas, but like Kansas up to Michigan State's a a pretty good jump. His first real job, yeah. And he held that Michigan State defensive backs job, D'Antonio did under Saban. And then Bobby Williams for a number of years and jumped from there to the Ohio State defensive coordinator. So Nick Saban played a huge role in Mark D'Antonio's professional career. We know about that, but I think it's really important to note before we talk about this that like Nick Saban is one of Mark D'Antonio's mentors in a lot of ways and professionally is kind of a I, I would think it's fair to call him like a beacon. Sure. Um, That's a pretty Mark good D'Antonio. beacon to have, I would say. Yeah. yeah. And so... Um, He's someone that D'Antonio is gonna would listen to and trust uh, in a number of ways. And Saban was on uh, this clip. It circled around MSU Twitter a little bit. If you haven't seen it, I'll sum it up quickly. Uh, he's on with ESPN, and they asked him about or- Ed Orgeron, um, just how strong of a move it was, how great of a decision, uh, and really like bold and smart in a lot of ways to embrace what Joe Brady was bringing to the table. Embrace, you know, you know, Ed Orgeron is a smash mouth kind of guy. Um, he can do a lot of things really great, but he is not going to diagram up the, the game winning touchdown. He's not, he's just not that kind of coach. And he recognized, Hey, we're not getting it done on offense. We need to jumpstart this thing. Let's try this guy. Let's totally change. We're going to go from a power run team and we're going to spread it out four wide all the time. And we're going to throw for 17 billion yards and a hundred touchdowns. Yep. We're gonna go from a and that's only halftime of uh, the Oklahoma game. <laughs> We're gonna go from a quarterback who throws 16 touchdowns to one who accounts for more than 60 touchdowns. Yep. Um, and and it that is a lot um, for a coach who is Orgeron's a defensive guy, uh, conservative, run the ball, play defense, win that way. Sound familiar? Nick Saban was saying, "Yeah, that is 
outstanding from Ordron. That is huge. That is the thing that probably above everything else, you know, made them what they are today. And it's really hard. And this Saban was talking about himself. He said at Alabama, we had to do this a few years ago. And being a defensive guy, we wanted, we always wanted to run the ball, play defense, you're conservative. And college football changed around them. It flew up in speed and points. RPOs, he referenced specifically, the times changed and he had to recognize that. And he said, if you don't change with the times, you're going to get left behind. And we've seen that certainly play out very well for Alabama uh, the last handful of years, becoming a a dynamic offense, making their first round receiver talents. Imagine Julio Jones had he gotten to play in the offense that Alabama is running now, right? Like they're going to get still get those guys. It's basically what Jerry Judy did. Um, just, yeah, using that incredible talent in that way. And LSU did the exact same thing. And the thing I thought about, the thing you thought about, the thing every Michigan State person out there is thinking about right now is why can't Mark D'Antonio think the same thing? Why can't he recognize what's happening around him in college football? Like, it was this year. I was sitting in front of him in the room where he talked about, well, we won a national championship at Ohio State, winning 13-7 to every game. Like, it's Thanks. Just... <laughs> Any other like stories from World War II? That, that's great, Pop. Man. It's and, just... like, it's just fundamentally, like, it's fundamentally obvious, too, that, you know, hey, having an offense <laughs> that can explode, mm-hmm. I'm not saying, you know, you're going to be Chip Kelly's Oregon or Lincoln Riley's Oklahoma or I don't know. Uh, at Ordron's LSU team from this year. <laughs> but like just having an offense that's at least capable of having explosive plays is nice. And I get that you want to be a defensive first coach. Fine. You can do that. But when you fall into games where the defense isn't holding up its end of the bargain and you look to your offense and, uh-oh, it looks like we don't have an explosive offense that can put up points – our plan A is gone. Our defense is breaking the dam here and letting up, I don't know, 21, 28 points. Hey, off, hey offense, you going to do anything? Oh, no, there is no plan B because you have this archaic offense that uh, can only win games 21-17, 20-14. Like, you don't have that offense that can bang out three, uh, just three explosive plays per game. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's just like, it's, it's not even like a genius football thing. It's just a fundamental, hey, when your plan A doesn't work, let's go to your plan B. And MSU is not good enough to rely on plan A all the time anymore. So I, I watched but, the uh, it won't be uh, it won't occur to the person <laughs> who it really matters to. So uh, whatever. Mark D'Antonio might even argue, like, well, we did. You know, we, we went up tempo and we did this, that we ran zone read and yada yada. And like in terms of embracing what is percolating in college football and, you know, doing what LSU does, doing what Oklahoma does, doing, you know, name a great offense and what they're doing right now. Mm-hmm. If, as far as diving into that pool, like Michigan State dipped their big toe barely into it. Like mm-hmm. they, they, they went up tempo this year. No, they were instead of one of the slowest teams, just kind of mediocre. They were not yeah. a fast team at all. And it's not even about tempo. It's about, pushing the ball downfield, like Michigan State, I chart, I chart the games, Michigan State throws the ball 30 yards in the air, like twice a game, once a game, and it's, it's just, it's not the plays, it's not, it's, it's the mindset, the mindset's the most important thing, 
you should try to score a freaking touchdown every single play. And and maybe that's a problem. Like, okay, let, let's say, okay, well, we just don't have the athletes to do that. We don't have guys that could burn people in coverage. Okay, <laughs> then find coaches that can recruit those players then. Like, or just, uh, <laughs> like, look at Indiana. <clears throat> excuse right, me. Look at yeah. Indiana and realize that excuse is total BS. Of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> like, you and I can run downfield occasionally catch one draw a pi and <laughs> and like sure. get it going like you it's got a college campus with six billion kids i mean you can find someone with a four three out there if, if they're not already on their team come on man i mean it is it is just harder to defend the entire width of the field and 60 yards in length from the line of scrimmage to have to defend that it's much easier to defend a box that goes from hash mark to hash mark 10 yards deep <laughs> <laughs> like we've got it covered. We know we're, they're not going behind us and they're not going out wide of us. We're good. It's just it. It's logical God. to use more of the field. I was watching the uh, coaches show, coaches mm-hmm. film room for the first half of the national championship. How game. was it? Was it okay? Yeah, it was good. Gundy's great. Patterson's good. Patterson's funny. He's surly. <laughs> yeah. I like. I like him. Um. Oh, what's his name? Uh, Halfley. 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 Jeff okay. Halfley. Yeah. Uh, Ohio State D coordinator just got hired by Boston College. Mm-hmm. He is smart. Like that dude picks up on stuff so quick. Like he is like, holy crap. That's a So it's really... not going to be the Chris Ash project uh, at Boston College? That's not how it's going to go for them, you think? I don't know how they get players. If they get players, what happens, what they're doing on offense. He's really smart. All I know uh-huh. is like I watched him for 10 minutes. I was like, yeah, I understand how Ohio State went from like 40th in defense to top two or three in defense. That yeah. dude is a, is a computer. He picks up on stuff really quickly. But one thing Gundy, uh, and really all of them, but Gundy mainly kept emphasizing over and over and over again was explosive plays. Mm-hmm. They all talked about it, and Clemson hit a huge play uh, with the tight end pop pass early and scored a touchdown. Clemson hit a deep shot touchdown. LSU hit a deep shot touchdown. LSU hit another deep shot to set up a touchdown. And every single time, Gundy would be like, what did we talk about, guys? explosive plays because it is really hard really hard to go 70 yards in 10 plays over six minutes it's really hard to do that it's so much easier to go 70 yards in three plays in a minute and 30 seconds like you gotta hit explosive plays and it's just that's mindset as much as anything is we gotta we gotta throw it deep we gotta stretch the defense vertically they have to have threats behind them to open up things underneath it's a must and Michigan State just doesn't do it um and <laughs> it's infuriating and it's frustrating and you watch someone like Ed Orgeron who a year ago made fun of probably more than any college coach in the country I would say so yeah that, that's know, fair or especially like two or three years ago when, yeah. when did he lose to Troy in his yeah, first full year first as head year. coach like yep. yeah unfairly so because he's big he's monstrous drinks energy drinks hits his hat on the wall and is a cajun person a person from cajun country in louisiana and talks the way he does i was like oh ed Ordron, what a dumb idiot meathead like well that dude just made an incredibly bold visionary decision as the ceo of a college football program that immediately resulted in a national championship and one of the best seasons we've seen from a college football team in a long time 
And I'm not saying Michigan State is right there away from national championship. I'm just saying <laughs> right there from giving us hope again. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, hope for like a nine-win season or a ten-win season coming up, maybe be in the conversation again for Big Ten titles. Yeah, and, I yeah. mean, I'm not asking the world here. I, I'm asking for, I don't know, just the bare minimum to keep up with the times. I, yeah. I don't think that's crazy for uh, me to ask as a fan. I don't think I'm being delusional there in no. asking that, but... And then you just take that and be like, well, we've got an offense here that has a pulse, is aggressive, takes shots, loosens up teams, can move the ball down the field in big chunks, and can score uh, a decent amount of points. And we pair it with what is consistently a top 10 to 15 defense. Uh, And you're going to win 10 games every freaking season and be one of the best programs in the country. Because luckily, you have D'Antonio's defensive mind, which is one of the best defensive minds in the country still. No one's going to argue that. Everyone around the country recognizes it. The man and the people on his staff know how to play defense in college football. Good God, can they just play a little offense? No. 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 God, no. Jesus. In this climate? My God. Yeah. But Jim Bowman. All right. Let's pause here and we'll come back and talk about what a legend Odell Beckham Jr. is. Mm -hmm. All right. So. (laughs) Yes. perfect that we did a show like diagramming how we would cheat if we won the lottery yes with recruits for michigan state football and not however many hours later odell beckham is somehow outdid (laughs) us uh, of what our fantasy was somehow outdid what we talked about (laughs) because when we talked about it we didn't talk about four thousand million cameras uh, (laughs) at the 50 yard line watching us do all this i mean that's so we stopped short at the national media coverage (laughs) like let's just be quiet about it nah odell beckham jr and by the way uh, it, someone uh, on Twitter said something about Odell being like, look at me. And I'm not sure if they're joking or not or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are plenty of people being like actually critical of this, mm-hmm. of like this public display from him. Sure. He bought the entire team headphones very quietly under the radar that nobody heard about like a week ago. Mm-hmm. So doing nice things behind the scenes for the players too. I think he genuinely cares about the program and was just having yeah. a little bit of fun here. But... That was hilarious. My, my <laughs> kind of dudes. Hundred, he pulls out a wad of cash because yeah. Sodell Beckham Jr. and he makes uh, teens or is he? No, he's like seventeen million a year. Whatever it is, a lot of money. M- millions plural. Millions is, plural. Yeah. Tens of millions. Um, pulls out a big thick wad of cash, looking like Hundos, Benjamins. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I wish he would have licked his fingers, like just a, like just like I'm gonna peel. These hundreds back, yes. like salami at the deli, just like I'm gonna like count them out for the camera too while like, I do this. Yes, <laughs> like I'm at Subway peeling the freaking uh, slices of turkey off the weird paper that they have there. Just peeling them back, grabs a stack and just slaps a high five with Justin Jefferson. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> it was at, in front of God and every camera. In yes. the world. Yes. It was perfect. I was... I don't know the second player who he daffed up, but, like, the second player... John, looked, Trey, John Trey Kirkland, who's, was uh, it? like, okay. the he fifth looked, receiver uh, on the team. All sorts of shocked when, <laughs> when that happened. Like, Jefferson, I think, was, was part of the program. Second guy was... Uh, oh? Oh? Am I ineligible? No? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so... Uh, I should say an LSU athletic official told um, the advocate, which is the uh, paper down there, that uh, the bills were fake. They were just (laughs) fake money. That is the most (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Unbelievable excuse sense. God, name literally any excuse he had as like a teenager when he got into trouble. That's that's the dog yikes. ate my homework. Yeah, that's that's I, more viable. I would have loved it. So I did look this up. Jefferson and, and Kirkland's a junior and is not going to go to the NFL. Neither is Jefferson yet. Uh, I don't think. I think Jefferson's only a sophomore. It would have been great had it been Joe Burrow <laughs> and he actually oh, just like man, with lit cigar him, in mouth. Yes, yeah. handed Joe Burrow a stack and was just like, "Hey." Yep. You don't have to play anymore. <laughs> I no. can do this now. I can give you this. Like if Michigan, if I win the lottery and I'm mm-hmm. a rich person and I get sideline access and Michigan State wins the national title, and mm-hmm. we have, you know, so there's a senior quarterback or whatever, senior receiver, someone who's for sure out the door to the NFL. Yep. I'm, get, I'm just gonna give him a stack. I'm gonna give a thousand dollar high five. Oh, on the stack. I'm hiring models <laughs> and they're going to pass out deal or no deal briefcases of money to the players as they're walking out. That's, that's what we're doing here. And I don't think the NCAA can act like, Oh, rule them ineligible. Um, yeah. It's like, please, I, this guy just ended his career at the pinstripe bowl. Give me a break. Come on. <laughs> and then we're taking video of that and it will be included in every single recruit meeting that yeah. we have. You want stacks win the natty <laughs> <laughs> win yeah. the national championship, hundred percent thousand dollar high fives. Um, yeah, yeah, and that never, was never ever ever get punished for it. So yeah, let's do it. That <laughs> was absolutely incredible from Odell Beckham Jr. Um, and it made me like jealous because a Michigan State is never going to play in that game, at least not in the immediate future. Um, we do actually have a question regarding that. Um, which will That's be in the question mailbag. I've thought most about today. I've, I've spent hours today thinking about that question. Just a thousand yard stare, just staring out the window, just wondering. Just, Hello, darkness, my old friend. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, so we will actually answer that specifically about Michigan State and a potential return to the playoff uh, tomorrow. And I don't even remember what we were talking about. Um, but yeah, thousand dollar high fives. A thousand dollar. If we, if Michigan State somehow gets there, and I am. Lucky enough to be a millionaire, I will be giving out thousand dollar high fives. Yeah, you can count on it. Why not? I don't. I don't think it's a recruiting violation. No, 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 no. You're fine. Don't worry about it. That's a future will problem. <laughs> That's a future will problem. Exactly. So, yep. All that. All those wonderful moments. Um, one of the best teams. In college football, uh, one of the best single seasons, at least I think that's fair to say, one of the best quarterbacking yes. performances in the history of college football. Yes. Um, and all in all, just a really, really fun team to watch and root mm-hmm. for. And just, it's you you watch it, your eyebrows are on fire, your hair is blown back, like a, your grill just blew up in front of you, and you're like, that was an experience. All yes. that made possible because somebody we all looked at as a dumb idiot, unfairly, um, big sure. meat head football guy um, made a bold visionary decision, put his pride to the side and did something for the betterment of the program. And it worked like gangbusters. Imagine that. Imagine that. All right. That's going to do it for today's episode tomorrow. Full mailbag, three segments, unless some sort of crazy news happens, not expecting anything to happen. But Thursday show, all mailbag, all episode. We've got, um, I think, like 11 questions because you said you had a handful too, and I had seven yes. myself. So, yep. yeah, we got 10 or 11. Send them our way, locked on Spartans at gmail.com. Tweet at will underscore underscore hunter1l2 underscores at Sheehan underscore sports. And we'll both tweet out 
um, re- whatever requests. We'll, we'll we'll tweet out some tweets to ask for questions from you, just to remind you. So you can send them there as well. DM us on Twitter or email longer questions locked on Spartans at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Matt, take us on home. MSU number three in Cleveland in the latest bracketology going against West Carolina. And I am already a wreck for March Madness. That is your bracketology 10-second update. I'm Matt Sheehan. <laughs> Have a great day, everyone. He said a wreck, not erect. No, a wreck. Yeah, please. My God, no. March Madness is not healthy for me. So want to make that clear.